0: Hello, hello. I am so excited to be recording this podcast today. This is a topic that I am very passionate about because it has become a critical piece of my planning during Q4. And I don't do a lot of planning in Q4. Truth bomb, I don't. Little secret behind the scenes, I don't. Yes, I'm a business coach. Yes, I'm a strategist. I believe in so many things, but I don't believe in freaking myself out in Q4 in order to prepare for the next year. I have given myself a lot more freedom and grace, especially in this time of year. I usually transition into a restful period, and I kind of detox from having a plan. I try and access more of my creative side and see what feels good. And I do a lot of reflection. And I bring that full circle to the work that I do with my clients in December. The women who are part of Amplify, who took advantage of the early bird bonuses for the program, we are doing a private VIP intention setting and reflection we'll call it a mini retreat together. And part of the work that we're gonna do in that is gonna be around this, around what I'm talking about today, because I believe in it deeply, deeply, deeply. This simple practice has been so valuable in my business journey, in my leadership journey, in my personal journey. And it's something that I have been able to witness evolve year after year and provide so much clarity, so much growth, better boundaries, new habits, all because I have chosen a word of the year. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So the concept of having a word of the year isn't something that I created. I actually have no idea who created it. And I doubt it was even a single person, right? But I do know that once I committed to the intention of having a word of the year, things really started to shift for me, truly. And so because I am so passionate about this and because I have seen the value myself, because I have seen the value for my clients year after year after year, I decided to create a really great resource that's completely free that you can use to discover your word of the year. Okay. And it's my process. It's what I go through. It is not rocket science, but I think that it's really helpful to have a framework to help you find something that resonates deeply with you. So this idea came to me a couple of weeks ago when I was home sick, (laughs) unable to speak. I didn't have a voice quite literally. And I was forced to kind of surrender and get into my creative side, which is what I try and do this type of year anyway. This is, this is a really special time of year for me. So many people are like, it's Q4. Oh my goodness, I have to set all the goals and do all the things. And I have actually unsubscribed from that hamster wheel. And I help my clients do the same. Yes, it is important to have a vision and to have some intentions and to have some clarity, but it's also really freaking important to reflect and to rest and identify what's working well and what's not. And that is really what I do in December for myself. And it's actually something I'm going to do with the women who took advantage of the early bird bonus for Amplify, the group program that we're kicking off in January. We're going to do a mini retreat doing all those things. And part of that work is going to be the word of the year work. So I wanted to be able to bring a version of this that was going to help so many other people because part of my core values is to have a connected, engaged community. And this is my ability to share something that is really, really valuable to me with my community. So I hope that you will find this to be a helpful podcast. I hope you will love the exercise that I put together and really, really take advantage of something so simple that is going to have a really big impact on you. So a little about my journey, right? Those of you that are new to learning about me, I'm Melissa Froelich. I am a business coach and mindset coach, and I am a business growth strategist. I don't subscribe to fancy titles. I really help high-achieving women do amazing things in their business that allows for more freedom and joy and all the things that are going to help them really enjoy the work that they're doing. So with that said, in 2015, I left my corporate job. I started over and I knew that I was going to have to figure out how to work online if I wanted to have a career that I could be proud of and that allowed the flexibility that was going to come along with becoming an Air Force spouse. So with that, I got started as a virtual assistant, and then I eventually started building my own client roster. Long story short, that was 2015. And 2018 is when my business was really starting to take shape, right? I was stepping into my role as a CEO of my business. I didn't really know what that meant. I hadn't even started working with a coach yet. In In December 2018 is when I hired my first business coach. And that's really when things started to like, oh my goodness, I I started to see what was possible, right? So 2018, around this time of year, is really when I started hearing about this thing called word of the year. Some of the people that I followed online that I found to be inspirational were talking about word of the year, I was reading about it in some blogs. And I'm like, what is this thing, right? And I started to explore it. And so I decided, you know, I am going to find a word of the year. And I think this would be fun. And so along with one of my clients at the time, and one of her business partners, we decided to do it together kind of out of accountability. And so I spent a lot of time, a lot of freaking time trying to decide my word of the year. And I remember I just kept going back and forth. And like, I didn't know when I wanted to have five words of the year, and then three. And really, really the guidance around this one framework that I was following said, choose one. And it seemed impossible, but I did. And the word I settled on for 2019 was abundance. And that ties back to really starting to realize that true grit and the ability to figure things out and just do it is what had gotten to me where I was in business, but I knew that that wasn't the only way to do business. I knew that I wanted something more sustainable. I was the mom of you know, a one-year-old, I was breastfeeding and trying to grow my business and do all the things. And so I was like, how do I subscribe to more of a growth mindset? And I didn't understand what it meant to have an abundance mindset, but I wanted to know because that is the thing that I noticed, that successful people who were doing what I wanted to do and beyond, that's the secret to their sauce, Right they had adopted and continued to adopt an abundance or growth mindset. So I chose the word abundance, didn't really even know what the hell it meant, but I was like, this is the thing that I want to embrace and I want to understand, and I'm going to commit to being more abundant in terms of my thinking than I was this last year. So I bought a bracelet and I had the word abundance stamped in it and I wore it on my left wrist every single day for a year. I mean, maybe I took it off once in a while, but I also took some sticky notes. I wrote the word abundance. I stuck it on my laptop. I had it in different places in my office. And I just got comfy with leaning into abundance. I read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck a couple of times. I bought some other books. I listened to podcasts about abundance. I Google searched abundance. I read blog posts. I became a learner of the term abundance. I became a scholar of abundance. I became somebody who wanted more of a growth mindset than I had currently. And I didn't put pressure on myself. I said, I'm gonna lean into this and I'm gonna learn about this thing called abundance. And you know what happened? You know what happened after that year, if I reflect back? The one like tangible thing that I can think back to for having that word abundance in 2019 that that drastically changed for me is how I approached sales calls. So when I was at that stage in my business in 2018, beginning of 2019, whenever a lead would come into my inbox, I would immediately be like, oh my gosh, I have to prepare, I have to make sure I close the sales call. I had such a scarcity mindset and I didn't even know it. I went into this place of being super duper competitive with myself and making sure that I won the person over on the other end of, of the Zoom, right? And, and convince them to work with me. Because guess what? I'm really good at persuasion, But that's not who I am. Just because I'm good at it, that's not how I like to operate as a person. I really want to work with people who I resonate with and who resonate with me. But I didn't identify that at the time. So as I'm leaning into this abundance word, I'm starting to read about things like limiting beliefs and how there's so much scarcity around opportunity and how you maybe subscribe to beliefs like you never wanna look a gift horse in the mouth or money doesn't grow on trees. Those were some phrases that I had heard quite a bit in my childhood, just because those were things that, you know, people around me said. And that had really impacted me. The other thing that impacted me is we grew up really, really rural. And so in order to, you know, go to the big city, we had to stock up on things. We had to drive three and a half hours to get to Costco. And so you didn't buy one thing of toilet paper. And this was well before the pandemic, right? You bought three. And you, if you bought milk, when you went to town, you bought 2 gallons and you had multiple fridges and multiple freezers because there was a lack of resources where I lived. So I collected a lot of, you know, hoarder mentality, scarcity-based beliefs just in my my upbringing that actually had a massive impact on how I was approaching sales calls. So because of the exploration around this word of abundance, I was able to realize that I was approaching every opportunity with a scarcity mindset. And I was being very reactive instead of saying, oh my gosh, how great that I have an opportunity to have a conversation with a fellow business person and see if this might be an aligned opportunity to work together, to see if our core values are in alignment, to see if we just have a vibe together, what the energy feels like, and if this isn't a good fit, that's okay because I will have learned something from the call, and maybe that person will become a referral partner, or maybe they will be somebody that I can follow and learn from, or maybe it just won't work out, but regardless, I'm going to gain more experience at having discussions and I'm going to get more clear on who my ideal clients are and who they aren't. And there is an abundance of opportunities waiting for me in terms of the people who I'm going to work with in the future. That was the shift. That is truly how... I approach things now. So when I get a lead in my inbox, I am excited to learn about them to see if maybe we're gonna be a good fit. But regardless, this is a great opportunity to converse with someone. It is no longer about winning the sales call because you know what happened? I won a lot of sales calls and I got a lot of clients that I wasn't truly aligned with. And so then I had to figure out how to exit that relationship so that it was still really a great experience for them. And for me, I didn't honor my boundaries. It was all based on, saying yes to every situation instead of being in alignment. So that was a shift that that word abundance taught me around sales. And that's just one thing. But imagine that. Imagine if you subscribe to a word for one year and you get a change like that, a shift like that in your mindset, right? That's amazing. That didn't come overnight. It didn't come because I was like, oh, this is the missing link. It came from creating new habits around When a lead landed in my inbox, what I did in order to prepare for that, the conversations I had with myself, the process that I conducted on the actual discovery call together, that all changed as a result of identifying that I had a scarcity mindset around selling and opportunity and that I wanted to shift into a greater version of abundance Okay, and growth mindset. So that is a very, very tangible example around one single word of the year that I had clear back in 2019. So imagine what you're going to be able to do this year with your word of the year that you're going to choose. Like that's why I'm so lit up about this, you guys. It is a simple practice that is so incredibly valuable. So this isn't I want you to do this because it's fluffy i want you to do this because it matters like it is a really really powerful tool and you will get value out of it if you treat it accordingly so i told you about 2019 so in 2020 my word was cultivate Because I had grown my business quite a bit, and in 2020, I really wanted to cultivate and take care of what I had created and kind of nurture that, right? So that was the focus there. I was really pleased with the growth that I had acquired in terms of where my business was, and I had fantastic clients, and that also carried over into the idea of I wanted to cultivate a really connected community of women. Hence the Up Level Lounge, and that's where that was born, and and having a Facebook group with people who were connected and also wanted to cultivate greater versions of their business and their journey, and so I really leaned into that word. In 2021, right now as I'm recording this, the word of the year has been self-care, and that came because it needed to happen. Self-care was the thing that I was lacking the most. I was the mom of a three-year-old. I put everybody ahead of myself. You know, I had gained some weight. I was not at my optimum health. I wasn't working out. I didn't get my hair done regularly. I hadn't had a pedicure in years, just all the things, right? I didn't, I always had an excuse as to why the business needed to come first or why my family needed to come first. And that was a safety net, let's be honest. It was safe to say that everybody needed to be taken care of before myself. It was much harder to work on myself. So 2021 has been the year of self-care. And Katie, my sweet business manager, she made me a framed picture for, for Christmas last year that says, what are you doing to make sure that you are taking care of yourself, because you are the most important asset in your business. Hashtag self-care. And then she branded it. And it is sitting in my office. It was sitting in my office in Vegas. I brought it here, obviously, to Alabama. And it sits there as a reminder, okay? So that was the thing. And I remember like loving that she gave me that and hating it at the same time, because I was like, damn it, now I really have to prioritize this thing. So hashtag self-care, that became something that was floating around my office, You know, the other thing that I want to mention is this is something that I share with my husband. Like, here's what I'm going to commit to this year. And so I I provide some built-in accountability around the thing and say, like, this is why I want to prioritize it. So when I was thinking about doing this this podcast and also creating this resource for you, I wrote down a bunch of things. I wanted to kind of reflect back in terms of what has Word of the Year looked like this year because it's been freaking expensive, right? if we look at it from a monetary standpoint, but it's been so rich in terms of the results. And so I'm gonna share with you some stuff here. So habits were created this year. I go to the gym before I start my day. So I take Ellie to school and then I go to the gym and I usually work out three to five times a week. I tried some things that didn't resonate well with me and I tried some things that have worked incredibly well. So I always remember to give myself grace around my word of the year and not push on myself too hard because I don't want to resent it and I don't want to give up. Okay. So altogether I have, I need to get my calculator out. Like I'm literally going to do this in real time because I wrote these all down yet. I didn't add them up. So I invested in a private fitness coach first. That was $3,000. I invested in some hormone tests because my hormones haven't been great since becoming a mom. And so I think some of your, you mamas out there might be able to relate to this. And so that's been the underlying thing. Like, how do I get my hormones back in check? Because it was affecting all types of things in my life, right? My energy levels, all the things. So I invested it in working with a coach who is still helping me. And we're making some strides around figuring out what in the heck is going on with my hormones. And so between the tests with that and the actual coach, That's well over $10,000, all right? I'm not sharing this with you because I'm bragging. I'm sharing this because like this is the real truth. And when you get down to the nitty gritty, but oh my gosh, I am the most valuable asset that my business has. And why the heck would I not be taking better care of myself, right? And so now I can say like, yes, I do prioritize my health on so many different levels. But this has been one year, one year of working on self-care. And I have so far to go. But you know what? I am so much further along than I was at this time last year. So I have invested in supplements as a result of the test that we have run. That's well over $2,000 at this point. I've invested in private Pilates with a private instructor, Elizabeth, who is amazing. And I'm going to miss her so much when we leave and go to wherever we're going next. That That's $2,000 so far. I have gotten several facials, so well over $1,000 in facials. I've gotten pedicures. I'm going to guess I've spent about $500 on pedicures. That's all I could come up with off the top of my head. There's lots of other stuff, okay? There are lots of other stuff. I've subscribed to some subscription boxes for clothing. I've tried Wantable. I'm using one right now called Ever Eve. And I feel better when I'm wearing nice things. I've also gotten rid of the habit of buying a bunch of stuff at Target just because it's cute because it never lasts. I have started dressing like a wealthy woman, my version of a wealthy woman, right? Even when I don't want to. Today, I didn't want to get dressed. I wanted to stay in my sweat. Pants and I just wanted to be gross, but I knew I had a lot of things to get done, and so I made myself get dressed. I said, What would a wealthy woman do? She'd get dressed, she'd do her makeup, she'd do her hair. You don't see my hair and makeup right now, but guess what? I'm showing up as a better version of myself. I have invested in better quality products around our home to make sure that self care is a priority. I have a routine now at night in terms of I put on a toner and I put on a face mask and it's a whole thing and I do that. Do I do it perfectly every single day? No way. If I did that with my personality, I would I would burn out, right? So I do it much better than I did it last year. I do it better than I did it yesterday. Whatever the thing is, it's about a growth mindset. It's about creating new habits gently and 1%. But word of the year folks has been amazing. It has helped me unlock some things that we have been working on for years in terms of my hormones. And I've gotten to so many regular doctors that you can't even believe hormone specialists. And I keep getting the answer of like, it's fine. Like you're fine. Your levels are normal. And you know what? This year I was like, I don't believe that because I know my body best and something's off. And so we continue to do more tests and more tests. And I did a Dutch test, which if you have any type of hormone issues, do the Dutch urine test. It is amazing. And I did it completely online. I worked with a functional doctor, a functional medicine doctor, and the test came to my house and we sent it off to a lab and she got the results. And lo and behold, guess what? I have some major wacky things going on, one of which being estrogen dominance. And nobody wants that, trust me, but guess what? We're working on fixing it because... My word of the year is self-care, and I committed to becoming a better, more optimized, energized, happy version of myself, okay? So I share that because I want you to have some like tangible feeling and tangible evidence around this word of the year thing. It's not fluffy. It creates massive results. You don't know what your things are going to be that you're going to get from committing to a word of the year, all right? So the, the work is worth it. My word of the year for 2022 is going to be expansion because- That is where I'm at in my business journey. It's about expanding in terms of the quality of the clients that I work with because I have some of the best clients and I want more people like that. I want to call in more people. I'm going to give up having that, you know, savior mentality and need to help all the people because I can and really save my energy to working with people who are ready and aligned. And I want to reach more people and make more impact. So it's not about getting bigger. It's just about the impact that I make. I want it to be with the right people. I want to help my clients expand in terms of what's possible for them. I want to expand their identity and their wealth and their freedom. And there are so many reasons that I'm leaning into that word of the year. It really came to me when In September, when I was at a retreat with my coach, Kate Scudder, and she talked a lot about expansion. And in order to expand, you also have to contract. And so many times I take contraction and inward, going inward as a negative thing, but really that is important because that's about The cycle. And that's about what happens right before, like there is this massive expansion. So I'm leaning in further to the things that I cannot always control and see, and trusting that process and expanding my receiving for receiving more wealth and receiving more compliments and receiving more abundance in my life. I want to expand my ability to do that. So, expansion for me is the word. What is going to come of having that as my word of the year? I have no idea, but I can tell you it will be worth it. And I can tell you I'll go all in. I will buy something that has that word in front of me. I will have sticky notes with that word until it becomes a habit to lean into the word expansion, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna run through just really quickly what the process is. And then I also highly suggest you download this tool, this, this workbook that we've put together. It's not, it's not difficult. But what it takes is you to do some real internal reflection and to then commit. All right. So, reflecting on your desires is going to be phase one. And I go into that further in the workbook and help you figure out what that means and how do you reflect on your desires. And then I want you to start to identify themes based on that reflection. And most importantly, take your time. Don't rush this because sometimes I have sat with a word of the year and I'm like, that's going to be it. And then something else becomes more clear to me. And I'm like, no, and that's going to be it. So if you decide on a word of the year, when you're listening to this podcast, like today, you do the work and you're like, yes. And then next week you're like, you know what? That doesn't really resonate with me anymore. That's okay. You are your own boss and you get to Change your mind. So take your time, give yourself some time before you really settle in with it. It's a little bit like naming a dog or naming a child. Like, you don't want to just willy nilly it. Like, see how it feels. Sit with it and say, does this feel like something that's a little bit stretchy for me and that I can see myself leaning into? You're going to know when you know. And when you know, commit to it. Okay. Commit to a word, only one word. No, you can't have three. People always ask me, no, you get one. And I want you to own it, and I want you to embody it. And most importantly, I want you to share it when you know what your word is. And this is the specific action I want you to take as a result of this podcast today. I want you to share your word of the year. I want you to share why, and whether that's a post on social media or a story, and I want you to tag me, okay? Melissa Froelich underscore biz is the handle. On Instagram or Facebook, I want you to tag me for accountability, And I'm gonna come over and say, like, this is incredible. I'm so proud of you for committing to this. But I want you to commit to it. And then I want you to bring on that extra layer for the accountability and really seal the deal on that. So again, in this free workbook and this free training, there is a whole bunch of awesome, just facilitated exploration, is what I'm gonna call it. But I've put together ideas for word that might resonate with you, and just really going to walk you through this simple process that is going to create massive results. And then this time next year, we're going to do a post and we're going to reflect, and maybe I'll even host like a workshop or something for all the people that that were actionable and took accountability and tagged me. Maybe we'll do a follow-up, something fun around it to see like what happened as a result of putting that into the universe and being intentional about one thing, okay? So I am so excited about this because it will change your business. It will change your personal life. You know, another thing I didn't even mention in this word of the year piece, it's it's part of my Enneagram work. It was part of me saying yes to spending the most money I ever have in terms of coaching because I was worth it. Self-care was worth it. Saying okay to me was worth it and that was a priority and it has built new beliefs inside of me i have created better boundaries i have uncovered you know blind spots about myself that i want to improve and it's allowed me to say it's okay to want to take care of myself and in fact i should and the better i take care of myself the better i'm going to show up for my family for my daughter for my friends especially for my clients for my audience and so of course Of course, I would want self-care to be part of my life. But you guys, this practice, it's going to blow your mind. So let me know what your word of the year is. Tag me for accountability. Melissa Froelich underscore biz. Come into my DMs, whatever you want to do. But I want to celebrate your commitment to this. So I hope this has been inspiring. I hope this has been helpful. You're going to love the workbook. That's my gift to you because I want you to become a bigger, better, bolder, braver, Expanded, expansion is my word, but expanded version of yourself in the coming year. As a special treat for those of you listening to today's episode, I have created a training workbook for you so that you can discover your word of the year and unlock all of this magic I talk about. In order to grab it, just go to melissafroelich.com forward slash 63 or melissafroelich.com forward slash word of the year. I am so excited for what is about to happen for you as you work through all of this. Thanks so much for tuning in and let me know which word you decide as your word of the year. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Up Level Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissaprolich.com. See you here next week.